This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. It's no surprise to anyone driving the highways around Toronto. According to a new report from the CAA on the worst traffic jams in Canada, five of the top ten bottlenecks in the country are in Toronto. But how do they compare to places like L.A., where traffic congestion is supposed to be the worst in the world? Well, the worst stretch of highway on the 401 between Highway 427 and Yonge Street is the ninth most congested in North America. We want to hear from you about how these bottlenecks cost you time and money, not to mention frayed nerves. The number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. First, let's go to Teresa DeFelice, who joins me here in studio. She is the Director of Government and Community Relations at CAA South Central Ontario. Teresa, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So you actually quantified how much all of these bottlenecks cost us. What's, what's the damage? So the study was a Canada-wide study, and of the 65 kilometres of points of highway across the country... Uh, that are the most congested and the most bottlenecked uh, highway areas. Um, it was 11.5 million hours annually lost in, in time. Wow. Yeah. And, and as well as fuel savings, 22 million litres of fuel. Wow. I mean, talk about it, whether you're environmentally conscious. That's just crazy. Absolutely. Uh, is there, what is the fix for this? Well, we know we know there's a, a number of things happening, especially here in the Greater Toronto Hamilton area, with respect to uh, investment in infrastructure, but as well as investment in different road uh, infrastructure, transit infrastructure. So all of these projects are are long-term projects that are designed to help alleviate some of the congestion that we're experiencing in these cities. This study, though, really looked at specific bottlenecks and certain you know certain highways into major major urban areas and you know we think that there's a, a number of things that you know engineering planning sort of uh, transportation experts uh, can look at this from a different perspective we've talked in the past about uh, congestion mitigation mem- um, um, measurements that uh, like technology to help alleviate some of these spots so there's there are things that can be tried uh, it seems to those of us who travel on these highways, there always seems to be construction going on and nothing ever gets better. Well, uh, yeah, that is definitely a frustration that many motorists express and feel. Um, you know, for a long time, I was talking to someone this morning who said, well, where is the construction? When is this stuff going to get fixed? And now there's a lot of road work happening and they're saying, oh, my God, when is it going to stop? Because um, it does help, uh, contribute to delays. Um, the, the specific bottlenecks that were identified in the report were based on uh, a year-long study of looking at, you know, time of day, the, the travel speeds, the volume. So very specific, wasn't just specific due to construction, but looking at the actual 
this is how much capacity the highway has, and this is the volume of traffic, and this is the speeds that, that they're going at or not moving at. Okay, yeah, but my my point was that, that there seems to be construction all the time, yet nothing seems to ever get better. Uh, but let's uh, let's just go over where these bottlenecks are, because I'd like to hear from our listeners. There's, as we mentioned, the worst, Highway 401 between Highway 427 and Young Street. Number two, Don Valley Parkway uh, and Highway 404 between Don Mills and Finch. Number three is in Montreal. Number four back here, the Gardner, South Kingsway uh, and Bay Street. Number six, 401 from Bayview and Don, between Bayview and Don Mills Road. Number seven, Highway 409 between 401 and Kipling. So it looks like Highway 401 is the real problem. And, and, uh, you know, that would that would be corroborated by anyone driving. Yeah, there are a lot of particular stretches along the 401. And if you dig down even to the from numbers 11 to 20, yeah. the 401 pops up a few more times. Um, you know, the 401 was designed a long time ago when traffic volumes were um, a lot less than they are now, uh, when there wasn't as much development around this corridor. So that has impacted how much you can change the landscape of what was designed back then to deal with what was back then to now. So it's not a surprise that the 401 dominates. And I think, you know, you listen to traffic reporting, you're sitting on it, whether it's uh, commuting to and from work or uh, just for fun or play or whatever it is that you're on the highway for, I think a lot of people can identify with these spots for sure. Uh-huh. And uh, again, uh, you know, we have more people, more and more coming people coming to the GTA. So uh, is, is your uh, analysis that it's just going to get worse? So I think that's why there's a lot of conversation that's happening around infrastructure and the topic of investing in infrastructure is so... Um, contentious and and needed both at every, you know at the f- provincial level of government the federal level of government but municipalities are talking about it too so while this study looks specifically at highways uh, and Toronto has a couple of highways in its jurisdiction municipalities are also talking about their infrastructure because they're in and around these bottlenecks as well and we know that there's a lot of population growth expected over the next little while in the GTA so it is something that we have to be committed to addressing for sure Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, let's hear from a couple of our listeners. We've got Sam in Brantford. Hello, Sam. Yeah, good afternoon. Let me look like I'm talking to you every couple of days, which, oh. I'm, which I'm enjoying very much. Okay. Uh, the, the 403, the 427, uh, QEW, this is your problem. And I've said it from a long, long time ago that a city with the size of Toronto needs two major highways to go east and west. And right now, the only highway that goes from east to west in Toronto is the 401. The QW is a joke because the Gardner is only a major road. It's not a highway. And if you look at the map from 30 or 40 years ago to the one of today of a map of, a map of Ontario, it hasn't changed that much drastically over these years. I was at a meeting in Dixie, uh, uh, Dixie Road, a few years ago, and I explained to the gentleman I spoke to, I'm not going to mention his name, but he was from the ministry, and I asked him why the 427 does not go further north, just like the Highway 400 does, and he didn't have an, an answer for me. I said, why don't you guys do, do five kilometers a year? You don't have to build the whole thing at once, five kilometers a year, and then the traveling portion of the highways will be, will be done. 
they don't have, they don't have an answer. All they do is build condominiums. If you look at the, the construction that has been going on where Canada's Wonderland is, Canada's Wonderland was sitting there all by itself for many years. All of a sudden, there's backyards right beside the, the, the highest ride that you could look at. Teresa? Yeah, it's, it's a tough one. And, and sort of access into a major city like Toronto or in and out of a city like Toronto is definitely a challenge. On the east side, you know, it is the DVP, the 404, the DVP. Uh, the 401 is the, the most highway-like for sure, as the Gardner itself is only a few lanes of traffic in, in, in either direction. The report did look at the QEW, actually, and it didn't qualify as, you know, one of the top bottlenecks. Uh, and in part, the researchers uh, believe that because uh, they added lanes in 2010 when they added the HOV lanes. Um, and, you know, there is a, a, a bit of a thing out there is that the desire to build roads is not as high as it used to be when a lot of these roads were built. Uh, and the fact that the transit infrastructure hasn't kept up and transit and light rail and those types of things. But highway capacity... Uh, is something that when they've made some investments in it, we've seen some return. So the QEW is one aspect. And there are various proposals being looked at to expand a little bit of road capacity in Vaughan and the, and, and the northern part as well. So hopefully there'll be things in the future that this caller can uh, look forward to. But right now, yeah, absolutely a challenge. Okay, and what about putting tolls on the gardener? What's that going to do? So uh, there is a, a stretch of the gardener that did make the, this list, yes, uh, as, as you mentioned earlier. Um, but as you know, the, the, the stretches, in particular the DVP and the gardener, um, is more about – the city's announcement is more about generating revenue yes. than necessarily about mitigating congestion. The hope is that if you put a toll, maybe that will create a little bit less congestion, um, but that is a different strategy than when you're looking at it to price it in order to get money. And that's one thing that we've canceled the city on, saying those are two very different strategies. The bigger challenge is if people want to jump out of their car and commute by go or by or by transit or whatever, the infrastructure isn't there right now. So there's a yeah, balance. They're taking away parking you know, at subways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. So it's it's a delicate balance. When you start talking about tolls, is it, we? you know, our, our view is that it's not the first thing that uh, governments should look to. There are a lot of other tools in the, what I call the toolkit of dealing with uh, congestion that we would like to see governments pursue. Okay. Uh, seems like uh, Brantford uh, has all the questions today. Let's go to Al in Brantford. Hi, Al. No, I'm doing fine. We're, we're, we're all out of the city to start with after 40-some years, right? Yep. Now, back a few years ago, we had a dream team that could have done something if they could have. I don't know why they didn't. We had Al Paladini, a mechanic up in the north end. We had Ernie Eves from Perry Sound. We had Mike Harris from the north. The 407 was a spot that could have been turned into a truck lane across the city, a truck route east to west, and then a pick a route Don Valley or the uh, the 427 for a truck that was going to be the main line up and down to the city. I don't know what became of that thought back then. It didn't happen, but that is still a possibility if people got in their gear to do it. A special truck route? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, the, the, the 407, make it a truck route east to west across the city. And then pick one or two lanes going south, 404, the, uh, the Don Valley or the, or the 427 for a main route going south. Well, it's funny because I think the the 401 and the QEW, the air would be as fresh down there as it is in the beach in Barbados. Okay, Al, thanks for your call. We'll let Teresa respond. 
So, I, I mean, we don't tend to see a lot of commercial vehicle on the 407, and likely because commercial vehicles are priced higher than passenger vehicles when it comes to that particular stretch of roadway. Um, Be know- nice to get them off the roads for passenger cars. Well, you know, there yeah. is that discussion. Should you know, should there be different um, uh, requirements on on the trucking community? It's a it is a fragile economically com- um, industry as well. We know that there has been some research uh, within the Greater Toronto Hamilton area that's looked at truck traffic lanes only. So U of T in their transportation engineering division has done some modeling around that. Uh, is that something that may be a solution? That's possible, right? So if, again, if there's a will to sort of what to sort of go outside our our comfort zone or what we're used to, and say, is there a way to make this better? It's all hands on deck, all ideas. Pursue it, take a look at it, study it. Because what this report is really trying to highlight is this: these are significant delays in time, in you know, use, uh, wasted fuel, and in emissions into the air, and. Something need, We need to move the, the needle a little bit on some of these things. Okay. Um, we are going to have to wrap things up. But uh, do you think that there's a political will to do that? I mean, is this going to advance things forward? I, are... I don't know any politician who hasn't heard uh, a complaint about traffic congestion, um, you know, especially in the GTHA and in, in, in larger urban areas of Ontario, for sure, and in other parts of Canada. So we know it's on their radar. Uh, you know, groups like us, like CAA, is always trying to highlight these issues around safe mobility, infrastructure investment, so that we can get people around uh, efficiently and safely and uh, address some of these issues like congestion. Okay. Teresa DeFelice, thank you so much for being here. Appreciate it. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.